as we convene ASLH's annual meeting of the membership. Look at you all spread out through this gigantic room. You think we can't see you way back there in the way back. But we can. Come on down. It's collegial. This is friendly ASLH. You can come sit up front. Thank you, John Dictal, for presenting me with this gavel. It really works. I like that. Well, I'm having a great time at this meeting. How about you all? We're going to breeze through the business here so you all can get back to spending time together. You'll be happy to know we have 980 people registered for this meeting. Very pleased about that. And as you know, I'm Catherine Kane. I'm the chair of council. Um, ASLH has been really important to my professional and personal life. I have deep friendships that I've built through this association. Some of you are in this room. Um, but an association is all about us as members and users taking. We take from this association. That's what it's for. We take learning. We take professional development. Uh, we take time at the annual meeting. But that's not to underestimate that we also give to this association. We give our volunteer time because that's how the association works with our small staff. We uh, give our membership funds. We give um, our time to promote the organization. And this fall, for our annual fundraising campaign, we're asking you to further think about financially supporting ASLH. ASLH has long been the home for history. As you know, our community brings together people who share the goal of connecting the public, connecting the public with the past. This happens throughout the year in ASLH programs and events and meetings and gatherings and webinars and committees. How many of you are on committees? Hands up. Thank you. Thank you very much. But this togetherness, this gathering, this importance of ASLH is especially evident at our annual meeting. John Dictal calls it our homecoming event. I have to say, when I, start, when I moved from Great Britain as a girl and went to high school in central Illinois, and they all started talking about homecomings, and suddenly mums appeared, and we could buy mums, and I had no idea what they were talking about. But now I do, and it's... Uh, an honor and a pleasure every year to gather together for ASLH's homecoming in the late summer or fall. So at no time of the year is the excitement and energy of ASLH community as visible as, as it is during these days. We all get excited being together, we build big plans, we share information and knowledge. And so we're using that excitement this year to uh, kick off the annual fundraising campaign. We have $5,000 in hand already, thanks to a big head start from Jim and Janet Vaughn and help from Charlie Bryan and others. Please join me in thanking them. We also were very um, honored in the spring when a similar thing happened with gifts from Denny O'Toole and Sandra Clark for the spring campaign. 
please join me in thanking them. That is ignoring, of course, all of you who give your gifts that haven't been leadership gifts yet, but someday may be. So in addition to the money, um, the $5,000 um, in hand already, we have another $5,000 pledged from council. Thank you, council. Many of you are over there. So we start the, the fall campaign with $10,000 in hand. We have a goal of $40,000 by the end of the fiscal year, which is the end of next June. But don't delay. This is the fall campaign. Um, so I encourage you to give. You just go to the website and you give. ASLH.org, you've all got it on speed dial on your phones, on your, uh, uh, and you've been using the app this week, so um, you can see how uh, ASLH's technology is advancing. I love that app. If you haven't used it on your phone, give it a try before you go. I haven't used the paper program at all this week. So uh, ASLH is in a leadership position. You all are the core of that leadership. You all are making it happen, and I encourage you to think about giving. So now we're going on with the rest of the meeting, and of course I left my agenda over there. I think Linnea is up first with the minutes. Linnea. Good morning, everyone. You should find a copy of the minutes from last year's annual meeting on your chairs. I will be happy to entertain a motion to approve the minutes. <laughs> Say Lee, and then second, Scott, thank you. Um, any discussion? All right. um, I'll ask for a voice call um, approval for them. Um, all in favor, say aye. Aye. Any opposed? The minutes pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linnea. That is Linnea's last job as treasurer as she rolls off. Thank you very much for her four years of service. Secretary Norman's, just a minute. <laughs> as secretary, thank you, Linnea. She's a fabulous secretary, and you all are going to miss her summary notes. And now for the exciting financial report from Treasurer Norman Burns. Thank you, Catherine. Get my notes in order. Is there a green slide up on the screen right now? I can't see it. Should say statement of financial position. So can you control it now, John? So if we'll go to the green slide, statement of financial. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Uh, so today we have for you the results of how ASLH uh, finished its last fiscal year of FY 2018. Uh, as reported in our statement of financial position, our operating uh, budget uh, results. As you can see from the slide up above, we ended uh, 2018 with total assets of $2,146,898. 
Those assets uh, consisted of cash and cash equivalents of a million nine seventy-five, uh, other assets of 100, nearly one hundred fifty-five thousand, and property and equipment of about sixteen five forty-seven to make up that two million one hundred forty-six thousand. Uh, liabilities included five hundred and sixty-six thousand, which is primarily prepaid dues and items like that, uh, and total equity of a one million five eighty for the two million one forty-six eight ninety-eight. Uh, so once again, a significant position. Uh, I'm very proud of the growth of ASLH because in this past year, for the first time, we broke $2 million and consistently stayed there as far as assets are concerned. So that really does show <clears throat> the growth of the organization uh, over the years. Next slide, John. You can really see how the organization operates by comparing uh, the budget to the actual uh, uh, results itself, especially from the variances that. So uh, uh, during last year, we had budgeted uh, revenues of a million five, uh, actually had almost uh, a million seven uh, for a variance of a positive 118,000. Uh, we budgeted for expenses of a million five, actually went over that a little bit at a million six. Uh, however, most of that uh, had to do with transition and staffing and how we were expensing things, but still ended the year with a very uh, healthy net surplus uh, 46,815 actual surplus at the end of the year due to investments uh, really helped on that. One of the things that we've really seen uh, growth in uh, during uh, the, the years is the endowment. Our auditors uh, have confirmed the endowment corpus uh, to be a total uh, from restricted gifts uh, over the years to be a million five twelve three thirty four. For those of you that aren't into finance, uh, the corpus allows you to set a watermark uh, for the performance of your endowment, uh, either growth or decline over time. We had never set this corpus level, and as a result of that, we, we needed to monitor it a little bit better. As you can see from the slide, starting in FY 2015, when we set this corpus level, it was below it at 1,340, uh, and we began to grow it, nearly got it uh, to over or above water in FY 16, but starting in FY 17, uh, we are above uh, the watermark uh, a million six that year, and this this year ended at a million seven two three four eighty two, which is an all-time high for ASLH uh, on on the endowment. So that's a very positive position uh, to take. So one of the ways uh, that we've been able to add to the endowment uh, each year. Uh, not just because of good performance in the stock market, but also because of the generous support through the annual fund. I stood before you four years ago in Minneapolis, St. Paul, as the treasurer at that time uh, in my first term and asked the membership to join me in council in a 75 for 75 ca campaign to raise 75000 in our 75th anniversary year for an annual fund that would really help us uh, uh, take ASLH to that next level uh, in the next 75 years. At that point, we had never raised more than $25,000 a year for the annual fund. We may have raised more money for special projects and things like that, but this was the first time we'd really stepped out to try to increase the, the annual fund. Many of you that are in the room today actually joined us in that campaign. You continue to support ASLH through your individual and institutional memberships, but you also gave to that campaign that allowed us to have funds that could help uh, grow the program and support our membership services. Having that flexibility is really uh, very important to have. You've heard us talk about ASLH being a home for history. So if ASLH is our home for, hit uh, for history, let's remember that every house 
has unexpected needs during the course of a year. Things for repairs, things for upgrades. You want to keep your home fit. That's what the annual fund does for us. It allows us to look at that home, that home for history, and make sure that we always have the funds that are there to help us. Having the flexibility to respond to new program opportunities that come along in the middle of a budgetary year or cycle means that we can finish with the surplus, which we've done in each of the last four years. Very proud to stand here today and say SLH's uh, uh, sustainability as an organization is, is assured through leadership, uh, remarkable councils, uh, people on the finance committee and, and previous treasurers uh, that have uh, had done their due diligence to get us to this point in the life cycle of the organization. And I want to do one final sh shout out to, to once again, Denny O'Toole, Sandra Clark, and Carl Noe for once again, how they stepped up last year with that matching gift that really got us to this level. So once again, thank you. And that is the treasurer's report for SLH. Thank you, Mr. Treasurer. That is Norman's last report as treasurer after four years. Please join me in thanking him for this work. And I am now going to introduce our president and CEO. And as I do, I want to recognize him and his work uh, and, uh, as our leader for ASLH. And uh, he's been now three and a half years-ish. And so he's, uh, he hit the ground running, and now he's got his stride. So watch out. There are lots of great things going on under his leadership. And I also want to take this opportunity to thank, on behalf of Council ASLH's staff, they are in the corners and in the back. Um, if you're here, John Marks is in the back. I see him. Stand up if you're staff. Great job. John? Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Uh, I'm John Dichtel. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I wanted to give a, a special moment of thank you to Denny O'Toole, Sandra Clark, Carl Nold, Jim and Janet Vaughn for their major contributions that have really helped us in the spring and the fall. Um, we're going to be putting a lot of attention into fundraising. You'll hear that uh, toward the end of my remarks, um, and we're going to be nudging you all to support the organization. Um, thank you all for being here. Thanks for coming to the conference. Uh, it's been an exciting time. I hope all of you are as exhausted as I am from talking to people, uh, making new friends, uh, spending time with old friends, people that you see only at conferences. This is the 79th time that ASLH has met in a national conference. This is only our second time in Kansas City. The last time was in 1970. And I'd like to add my thanks to the program committee. Uh, I have to. Okay. Those are all the meeting sites and cities. Um, I'd like to add my thanks to the program committee, the host committee, who've been so generous, making events just incredibly fabulous the last two nights. Thank all the volunteers who have been helping with the conference and the many more who are giving their time doing sessions, presentations. You know, the people on the program are volunteering. We don't pay them, obviously. Um, you all pay to be here. Um, that the conference crystallizes so well each year is really due to a lot of people, but especially that amazing ASLH staff. You guys need to stand up again. 
please. So, especially Bethany Hawkins, you can raise your hand. Bethany, yay, Bethany. And Sherry Cook, Dara Fogarty, Terry Jackson, Natalie Flamia, Asia Bain is somewhere roaming with the camera. John Marks is standing up in the back. And me, and we have an intern, Rachel Lambert, who I don't think is in the room. And that's it. We do an amazing number of programs as well as do this conference with this small staff. So thank you guys. I completely overwork them. I know that it's a bad trait I have. Um, but I can't promise that I'll let up. So um, I'll just thank you more next year. Um, at the heart and planning and execution of conferences, we've been long lucky to have very special help. Um, Natalie Norris, are you here? Hey, Natalie, come up here. Okay, so I'd like to recognize Natalie Norris. Come up here. So she has, she used to be an ASLH staff member many years ago. Um, then she became an independent event planner, and we contract with her every year to organize the conference. And this is her 20th ASLH conference. So we have, we have something. Ah, here, a fabulous, we have a fabulous plaque for her. Thank you, Natalie. Natalie. Thank you. So she not only uh, organizes things, but she does it with a smile. She's always got energy and pep, even at 6 in the morning when the fun run is starting. <laughs> She's already organized, knows where everything is, and it's an amazing ability. I don't know what you're like every week, but during conference, she's always on in a way that uh, I aspire to, so thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So in addition to volunteers and staff for the conference, we rely on a strong assist from our institutional partners throughout the year who also contribute to the conference and, of course, our exhibitors. And you've all, I hope, just been in the exhibit hall that way. Um, and paying a lot of attention to them. The exhibitors really help underwrite the cost of this conference so we can keep registrations at a relatively modest level. So thanks to them. Thanks as well to our conference sponsors. Yes, okay. I can't see these from here. Oh, there we go. So our premier sponsor is Freedom Frontier National Heritage Area. Our platinum sponsors our National World War I Museum, hopefully you were all there last night, History IT and Missouri Humanities. What does that say? Oh, okay, I went past it too far. Okay, well, anyway, they, you saw them on the rotating slides. We're very thankful to our sponsors. The one sponsor I wanted to pull out here is the uh, Kemper Foundation, William T. Kemper Foundation, they very generously gave $20,000 to pay for diversity scholarships to bring people uh, from the region to the conference, and so we're very grateful to them. So please, a round of <laughs> Thank you. Strategic goals, yes? Is that what that says? Okay. Finally, a word of thanks to all our ASLH committees. Uh, many people in this room are part of committees. They help us stay on track with these very ambitious strategic goals. I can't report on all the committees because we have something like 30 or 32 of them, um, but I wanted to give you a few highlights, and they really are just a few. Our new Diversity and Inclusion Task Force not only organized sessions and workshops for this conference, they held a diversity mixer reception last night that had double the number of people last year, so it's exciting to watch that grow. Uh, and 
the Diversity Task Force is helping council address um, issues of intercultural awareness and implicit bias within the organization, so that's going to be an ongoing project for the next many, many, many years. Our Women's History Committee is creating a 2020 value statement to offer guidance and best practices for interpreting the centennial of the 19th Amendment. The Small Museums Committee has been raising funds for several scholarships for this conference. They do that every year and they bring their peers. Um, something like six or seven individuals each year can come to this conference because of the Small Museums Committee. Uh, our nomenclature group worked with the Canadian Heritage Information Network to transfer the print edition. Are you all familiar with nomenclature 4.0, that big, fat, 400, 500 page book? Um, that has now been put online, or it will be, it's online, it will be launched this fall. Uh, it will be free to the world, and it will be in French as well as English, so we're excited about that. The Historic House Museums Committee organized three historic house calls this year, this past fiscal year, and those are free to members. Our editorial advisory board oversaw the publication of 15 new titles in our book series with Roman and Littlefield, and the Professional Standards and Ethics Committee is finishing up right now, revising, completely revising the ASLH Statement of Standards and Ethics, and they were able to do that in conversation with council, with other committees, and with the membership. So what are ASLH's other key accomplishments for the year? Again, just a few of those. As Norman reported, we once again finished the year with a surplus, and we immediately plowed most of that back into staff and infrastructure to allow us to keep running at this pace. And uh, we also received an IMLS grant this year to create a new state-of-the-art framework for our continuing education and professional development, for our webinars, our courses. We're trying to kind of position ourselves and figure out what, our, what is the professional development that ASLH can offer, uh, realizing who else is offering professional development, what's our special uh, contribution into the field. And so that's bringing new focus to everything we do. Also this year, we launched a completely new website. Yes. And in the midst of this year-long effort, we thought it was going to come out, I think, last October, and it finally appeared in July, and it's really fantastic. Um, but we did notice that, uh, or did realize, that it wasn't fully ADA compliant, and so we used some of last year's surplus and some of the annual fund to hire uh, experts to work with us to make it more accessible to more people. So we're working on that. Also this year, we're working with partners, we relaunched SHA, the Seminar for Historical Administration, and uh, renamed it the History Leadership Institute, and under the direction of Max van Balgoy, it has a new strategic purpose, and already in this first year, we increased applications to it by 50%, so we're very excited about that. And then a particularly exciting project, working with the National Museum of African American History and Culture. We are working with seven African American history institutions to go through our STEPS program as a group, as a cohort. They had an all-day meeting here on Wednesday as part of the conference to get to know each other. I believe several of them are in the room, if they could just stand for a moment. They, many of these institutions are new to ASLH. Thank you. 
And then our Master Local Historians project that we launched in the last year uh, as a pilot project in the state of Tennessee was a huge success. We worked with three institutions. We had over 200 people um, applied to participate. We were only able to serve about half of them. And so now we are looking for uh, national funding to take it to a national level. And you'll be hearing a lot more about that. And then finally, in 2018, we lowered membership dues for small organizations while emphasizing for all institutions, from tiny to huge, that their entire staffs really are members of ASLH as well and have access through the website and other ways to all of the benefits of membership of ASLH. So we have about 1,800 uh, to 2,000 individual members in the organization. We have about 3,500 to 3,700 institutional members, but when you look at the staff members of those institutions that are starting to help us make our uh, tools and resources of the organization available to their staff members, the number is closer to 20 to 22,000 members of the profession uh, regularly connect and feel a part of this organization, which has been fantastic. So. Uh, it's been a great year. And I haven't yet mentioned the work of the ASLH Task Force on the 250th anniversary of the United States. Um, and tomorrow morning, we're having a listening session at 9 a.m. to present what this task force has been working on and the way that we've been partnering with other national organizations uh, developing themes, developing goals for all of us as institutions going into the 250th and 2026. So the committees and staff and I and the council are all doing a lot and after 26 years of working for national associations I can tell you as an expert that this is a lot uh, and we, we need your help. Um, I think I'm beginning to burn out the staff. Um, we need more staff uh, having a strong annual fund allows us to respond to those opportunities um, when the, or those problems when the roof caves in on the house, um, but it also allows us to stretch a little bit and uh, we've been, because we've had surpluses the last few years thanks to the annual fund, we've been able to slowly build the staff uh, with part-time positions and then eventually add a full-time position as well. And it's exciting to think about what's ahead in the, the next couple of years for ASLH, and that's why we really need your help to raise $30,000 for this year's budget. We've already raised 10, as you heard, 5,000 from staff, 5,000 from generous members of the organization, and now we need all of you to be generous as well and tell your friends. Uh, you'll be hearing from us here throughout the conference. Uh, when you go home, we will follow you home, um, asking for contributions to the general fund. Um, in the past year, the annual fund has increased diversity scholarships, it's helped us hire an administrative assistant in the office, it's enabled us to work with those ADA compliance experts I mentioned, um, and it's brought the first new telephone system into the ASLH office in 20 years, um, which works incredibly well. <laughs> uh, so some of the things we'd like to do with the annual fund, or if we had more resources, is offer more tools to small history organizations, uh, like the updated steps program we're working on, but also a lot of other resources that smaller organizations that tend to be harder for us to hear from um, because many of them tend not to come to the conference, tend not to participate in committees, and tend not to participate on council. Um, so we need to do more as an organization and we need your help there too to uh, keep small organizations uh, members of this association. Uh, more help with the annual fund also means a more 
vigorous research agenda for this organization. We simply don't know enough about the field. We don't even know how many history organizations out there. We don't know their sizes, the size of staff. We don't know, we don't have information about salaries, uh, demographics, and so those are all things that ASLH used to lead in 20 years ago, and we need to do that again. And then, of course, the 2026 celebration is coming, and that's going to be huge for all of us, and ASLH is already out front in that, and we need to stay out front on that. So thank you all for being here. There are pledge cards on your chairs. Please fill them out, something, even if it's small, but we hope that you, that you stretch a little bit with us as we stretch and try and go farther, faster. Um, I will end by saying that I believe that history connects people to each other and illuminates today's challenges. I believe history is about truth and consequences. And by reflecting on the past, people learn who they are and become better problem solvers and better neighbors and better Americans. And that's something we really need right now. And I know that ASLH represents this kind of approach to a usable, relevant, inclusive past. And that's why I personally am very, very grateful to be here in this spot. And I thank all of you for allowing me to be a part of this association and part of this home for history. So thanks. Thank you, John. Congratulations on such a successful year. I'm very proud to stand here and represent ASLH's chair and hear that report. You uh, should be proud, too. And so let's congratulate John and the staff once again. Now to some important business. Kim Fortnoy, chair of the Governance Committee, is going to tell us about bylaw proposals. Kim. Kim's excited. All right, now we're going to get this party started. Good morning, everybody. Um, it has been my pleasure to serve as governance chair for the past two years, and I want to do a quick shout out to members of the existing governance committee and folks who are meeting tomorrow for the first time who are part of the new governing documents task force. So if you are in the room and you are a member of either of those, would you please stand and be recognized? Especially the task force, because you've got a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, um, I'm sure you'll be thrilled to know that I am not going to read to you every single change that has been proposed and adopted by council for the bylaws this year. They are in a packet on your chair, which uh, John consolidated to the fewest number of pages possible. Well done. Um, John also sent a summary out prior to the meeting, so hopefully you have read all of those things. So I would like to ask for a motion for the membership to adopt the bylaws changes as written in the document that you have. So moved. Is there a second? Okay. Any discussion? All right. Madam Chair, would you like to call for a vote? Okay. Let's call for a vote. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Any opposed? Thanks very much. As I mentioned, phase two begins tomorrow. We have a wonderful group of people who are part of this new task force. Um, a task force, by definition, means it comes and goes. And this group will be starting its work looking at the bylaws in great detail. Uh, we want to make sure that we're in compliance with the DC nonprofit code of 2012. 
um, which is the code that applies to ASLH, which was, which was established as a corporation in Washington, D.C. in 1944, on November 28th. So we will begin our work tomorrow, and then hopefully the goal is to present to you next year a, a much more greatly updated bylaws document, as well as constitution and articles of incorporation. We're going to look at all of those things. All right, thank you very much. That brief report doesn't begin to tell you how much work the Bylaws and Governance Committee has done this year under Kim's leadership. Thank you, Kim. And now, election results from Don Zuris, election chair. Don. I want to thank everyone who did exercise uh, one of the benefits of membership of ASLH in voting. The Leadership Nominating Committee, two uh, positions, Helen Wong-Smith, and Gretchen Sullivan Soren. New Council Officers, Vice Chair Norman Burns, Treasurer Brent Ott, Secretary Dina Bailey, and Council, four elected positions plus one appointed to fill a vacancy, Christy Coleman, Jeff Matsuoka, Alexandra Rasik, Dennis Vasquez, and Steve Murray. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Welcome, new council members. And now I'd like to ask uh, the full council, including the people rotating off and the people coming in, to please stand so everybody can see you. And some people on the podium as well. Thank you all very much. This is the core of, uh, the, of the association, the council, the governing board, and these people work hard. I can testify to that. Um, it's also always a difficult honor at, at this annual meeting to recognize the people who are not continuing. It's always a bit of a lurch to have transition. Um, we have three people who aren't being recognized and getting plaques because they're changing their roles. I'm moving to past chair. Dina Bailey is becoming our secretary. I know, there she is. Dina. And Norman Burns is becoming our vice chair. Norman. And of course, you'll hear in a minute from uh, Dr. John Fleming, who will take the chair role. Um, so we have um, three council members and two officers who are terming out, who are rotating off. I have plaques for each of them. And first, I'd like to call up Nicola Longford. Nicola? Nicola is at the Sixth Floor Museum. Uh, and as a, um, an experienced and strong CEO, we have relied on her um, astute comments and guidance as a council member. Nicola, I will miss you. Next is my former Colorado colleague, Lee Grinstead, who will forever be known when I talk about her as my former intern. <laughs> She'll be delighted when I'm gone and she doesn't have to hear that anymore because she's grown into a fabulous professional. She's with Lyricis and on council she represented often collections, archives, and of course technology and many other things. And we'll miss you, Lee. 
third council member rolling off is Bill Adair. It's a little bit hard to imagine council with Bill Ad without Bill Adair um, from Pew. And he uh, is one of the founders of the spirit of creativity and experimentation that's been brought to ASLH. Uh, and his sense of humor and his insistence on keeping things moving will be missed. No, I'm not going anywhere. Thank you. Terrific. Um, and now I want to recognize Linnea Grimm, who doesn't have far to walk. Linnea of Monticello, um, we have a plaque for you. Linnea has been secretary. I can't tell you how hard, hard a job that is because Linnea is there. She takes the minutes with her laptop during the meeting, and you can see her trying to talk and type at the same time as she wants to contribute to conversations. She gives, uh, gives us terrific minutes, uh, and, the, and you see a summary of those, and we're um, going to miss her. Linnea. These plaques are such tiny recognitions for such big jobs. Um, and last but far from least, my predecessor in the chair role, Jubilee Rose, um, John Hopkins University Homewood Museum now, though she was at Baton Rouge, uh, West Baton Rouge Museum before uh, uh, the Homewood. Julie set a high bar to follow as council chair, I must say, um, and she has continued as past chair to contribute to the discussion and to ASLH's business and her continuity, his, her historical perspective, her insistence on doing things the right way, her thoughtful strategic thinking, her mentoring and her guidance will be missed. So that is recognition of outgoing council members. Um, I'm not going to speak long today because we want to make, keep to our time commitment of an hour. And it's very hard to summarize my experience with ASLH in just a few words. ASLH has been um, with me my whole entire history career. Uh, even though I retired from my nine to five job in May, I'm continuing to be associated with this important organization and its work. We have many things we want to keep driving and I want to be a part of it. Uh, the history work that we all do doesn't go away just because you hit a certain age and, uh, and your credentials change, your title, shall we say. You know, they didn't give me a title on my badge this year, it just says my name, so that was a transition. Um, I was first roped into ASLH in the later 80s when I was invited, Larry Tice was director at the time, some of you will remember him. Uh, invited to a convening of field services people, and that's the first way that I came into ASLH. That was followed by award committee chair roles, and I think the awards committee continues to be one of the least understood and recognized committees of this association. And I want to thank everyone who does that, because it's the way that we recognize our colleagues uh, in this business and the great work that's going on at the ground level out there in all of these organizations um, across the country. Um, uh, and anyway, I got roped into various other roles in ASLH over the years and have seen it transition, change, um, have its ups and downs a couple of times, but uh, certainly in a stable 
growth mode right now. I'm very proud to be associated with this organization, as I think I've said 27 times now, to see so many new faces at the table, a uh, bunch of them over here, a bunch of them over there, and on this side too, as well as old friends. Um, so I can't stop coming to meetings because all my friends are here. Um, thank you all very much for giving me this honor, and I am now excited and pleased um, to be able to turn over this gavel to our next chair. Um, I've known John Fleming since we can't remember when. Uh, he has been a leader in our field um, for, um, from the 1960s, shall we say. He is still working hard on our business. We are very lucky to have him taking this role as ASLH's chair. I'm sure you all will all stand with him and help him continue this great work as I will. And I um, can't say enough about how happy I am that he said yes when I called him uh, to ask him to join the association's council and ultimately as chair. John, will you come and take this gavel, please? Will you take this away from me, John? Thank you. I'm overwhelmed. I think I had, I think I was confused, John, when he asked me to say a few words or make a few comments. I thought he said, give the keynote address, <laughs> which I have here. <laughs> and just before the, um, our business meeting started, he said, you have two minutes. So let me see if I can reduce 25 pages to uh, two minutes. I was going to start by saying that, um, talking about my first visit to uh, Possum Trot. Now I expected that to get a lot of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I read that this, this, that, that was an early name for Kansas City. At any rate, I am um, very pleased that I've had the last two years to work with Catherine. We've known each other for many years. I was gonna say that she was my first babysitter, but I decided not to uh, mention that. But she has provided a standard of leadership that I hope that I can fulfill. I like to thank the nominating, the leadership nomination committee, the members of the uh, council, the members, the membership in general for the confidence uh, that you have in electing me as the uh, new chair. I think that I have a terrific group of people to work with, Norman Burns, Dina Bailey, Brent Hart, as well as fantastic council members. And I'm very fortunate, or we're very fortunate to have John Dictel 
who is our executive director as well a, as a fantastic staff. The strategic plan outlines four pillars of the organization that I think will continue to guide us over the next two years. Creativity and experimentation, history, relevance, stability and transparency, diversity and inclusion. I think that those guiding objectives, goals, will make us well equipped to meet the challenges of the 21st century. So, having encapsulated capsu 25 pages, I'm now ready to call John to the uh, stadium so that we can make a couple of presentations. So John and I forgot that there was alcohol up here. Uh, we thought it was ours, but there were giant name tags on them. These are, uh, and, and very, very small recognition of uh, Mindy Love and Matt Naylor, and I don't think, are they here? Where's Mindy? Mindy, thank you for hosting us here. Johnson County Museum hosted, co-chair co of the host program. Um, since Matt's not here, you can have his as well. So we have just a couple small gifts. One will tell you what it is, and the rest are for uh, Catherine, too. They're all for Catherine. They're not for you. They're not for me. Um, two will remain wrapped. She can look at those later. But one we wanted to show you, this is a, all the gifts try and, um, and, and um, encapsulate the idea of uh, now that she's retired from the Harriet Beecher Stowe Center, uh, in two years she'll be rolling off council to remind her why it is that I think most of us do what we do. And I think this t-shirt really sums that up, as do the other gifts. And this t-shirt is from Richard Josie, and he's selling them. I don't know if he's selling them here, but you can go online and find them. And it says, what kind of ancestor will you be? Okay, my first official action, I will call for a motion to adjourn the meeting, hearing no further business. So moved. Second, it's been moved that uh, the meeting be adjourned, and I so declare. Thank you.